your adult child has just announced that you're about to become a grandparent. Now, for most of us, this will bring about many emotions. Hopefully, most of them joy and excitement. But there are often questions and concerns about the expectations that your offspring will have about your roles as grandparents. Now, these concerns may play out on both sides, and it's important that both parties discuss expectations and boundaries that will need to be considered when entering this new phase of life. Now, there's no manual for being a parent, and there's certainly not one for being a grandparent either. What kind of grandparent would you like to be when your children have grandchildren? When a grandchild arrives, many people look forward to new and important roles supporting their grandchild's parents. Now, this can range from practical support, like cooking meals, to emotional support, listening to worries. Some grandparents play a role looking after their grandchildren when their children are working, studying, or doing other activities. As you think about your new role, it's important to consider your own needs and preferences, as well as those of your extended family. This is especially important if you have more than one grandchild in the family and more than one child. When I became pregnant with my first child, my mum and I had discussed that she would look after my child for a couple of days a week while I went back to work. However, mum was working full time and well before I got pregnant, she came back to me and said, actually, I'm not going to give up work. I love it. I'm going to be working full time and I can't do this for you. She was open and honest, as is our relationship, and I fully understood her decision. I thought it was fantastic that she was going to go on working. She helped me out babysitting as much as she could on weekends. Now, my mum continued to work until she was 85, and she had 13 grandchildren. And do you know what I think? She made a really wise decision. Good on her. Imagine all that babysitting she would have had to do if she had to replicate the two days a week she gave me with all of those other grandchildren. Phew! Would not have been possible. This is an example of how you really need to think about what you want to do with your life as a grandparent. Do you want to keep working yourself? Do you want to give up days of your week to look after a grandchild? If you have a partner, your husband, your wife, what do they see their roles in looking after grandchildren or being a grandparent? Do they want what you would want? It's really important for you too to have a relationship yourself that needs nurturing. Because if you decide to look after your grandchild for three days a week and your partner doesn't want to do this, this could cause a serious rift in your relationship. Remember the strength of you and your partner's relationship is important for you both, as you actually have a lifetime together as a couple, but you're not always going to be in the same role with your grandchildren, and you both need to be on the same page. Before the baby's arrival is the time to start really thinking about what you want, but also, do you know what your grandchild's parents want from you? Having a friendly open chat about roles and boundaries with your grandchild's parents means that you can let them know what you can offer them and they can tell you what they need. You need to listen, and I mean really listen, to your grandchild's parents' wants, needs and concerns too. Parenting's changed from the days of their parenting. Changes in medical care, discipline, feeding children might not be something that you agree on or even understand. However, if you need to know, you can find out looking at the latest styles of parenting and the changes in feeding, sleep and discipline. It's important for parents to work out which rules are untouchable and which rules are okay to break when they're with you as grandparents. So finding ground in the middle, which would suit you both. You can then work out how you might align both these needs for what's best for both parties. Share what you think you can do and what you can't. 
It's actually easier to offer less support initially and increase it later if you can. If you want to be more involved, just say so. But also be sensitive to the needs of your grandchild's parents. Frame it so that they can say no. For example, you know I'd love to look after Chloe when you go out for coffee, but I understand if you're not ready to leave her yet. Don't be pushy. Put the offer out there, but don't be hurt if it's refused. If you feel that the new parents are actually asking more of you than you can manage, let them know in a kind way. For example, you know I look after James on Tuesday afternoon, but I've really got lots of other things to do on those other days. If you're concerned you're taking on too much, suggest a trial period and re-look at it at the end. I've spoken to grandparents whose children expect them to look after their children, even when the parents themselves are on holiday. They also have felt the emotional blackmail of, oh, what will we do if you go on holidays? We can't afford to have anyone else look after them. Or, little Johnny will miss you, he won't go with anyone else. If you don't put some boundaries in place, it's harder to change these expectations down the track. I'm Kate Mason, and welcome to Parenting and Personalities. This is the podcast that connects you with the ones you care about the most. Today I'm talking to grandparents who love their grandchildren and would do anything for them. We talk about the different roles that they have in their grandchildren's lives and where they see themselves in their roles with their grandchildren. I'm talking to Kate. Now, Kate is a grandma, and I'm going to ask her how many grandchildren she has and what is the best part about being a grandparent. Uh, okay. Um, look, I've got four, two boys, two girls, and they're all under 10. I just love the affection. I love the, the hugs and the kisses and, you know, they're just so, they're so warm and loving and responsive. That's the bit I love. I agree. They give give without barriers and mm. that's beautiful. So do you have boundaries in place when you started becoming a grandparent with your children? Were there any boundaries you had in place? No, no, not, not really, although I was very much aware that a lot of my friends did a lot for their grandchildren and sometimes complained and I was determined that if, it was, if I was ever asked to do anything and I didn't want to do it, I'd just say no and do the things that I did want to do and it's always been great. So you were able to say no to your daughter or your son if um, things came up that you didn't want to do at all? Absolutely. I've never, ever done anything without feeling really more than happy to do it. So what are the stresses of becoming a grandparent for you? I guess the main one for me has been the fact that my children have their children uh, in their late 30s. And so, you know, I feel as though I'm an old grandma. Kate is the most amazing-looking 77-year-old, but she does have young grandchildren. In what ways does that affect your grandparenting? Well, I do run out of energy, I have to admit, and sometimes I absolutely love being with them, but sometimes it's just so nice to kiss them goodnight or goodbye and go home and put my feet up. Excellent. And also you do mention that driving at this age too with grandchildren... Yes, I have to say that I'm. I would only. I only take the children in the car if I have to. I don't 
volunteer, to take the children on excursions or anything like that. I'm very, very conscious of being an older driver. And, uh, and yeah, I, it would ruin my life if I were in an accident with the children in the car. It's not worth it. No, I totally understand that. So what's the difference from parenting your own children, having grandchildren? Oh, look, I think the main difference is you can spoil your grandchildren. And I don't mean with food, but just just doing things with them, having the time to spend with them. When you're a parent, you're always busy. Uh, as a grandparent, you you can cook those special things that they love and you've, you've got, the, I guess, the patience that you didn't have when you had, you know, when your own children were young. So true. If you have any advice, what would you tell people about being a grandparent that has made your being a grandparent really successful for you and happy time? Well, I, I remember before the first one was born, a woman said to me, visit, by all means, go and visit, but take food. So I remember that, you know, visit, but take food when you go, and also keep your mouth shut, she said. So I have never tried to give advice. I certainly would if I were asked, but I try not to pass an opinion. Best, best advice ever. Thank you, Kate, because in all truth, when we start giving advice, people often withdraw and don't want to talk to you about things. So Kate's managed to keep a wonderful open relationship with her children. What's one thing that you can tell uh, future grandparents out there how to make their best out of the relationships they have? Look, I actually think as grandparents, we have to be prepared sometimes to say no. I do know a number of other grandmas who complain about how tired they are or complain about being put on. And I feel like saying, well, just say no. You'd be honest, say no, do what you want to do and you're free to do. And that way there's no resentment and you, and you can just actually love and enjoy being a grandparent. Thank you, Kate. That was wonderful. I'm talking to Marianne today. Now, Marianne has three beautiful grandchildren. Now, my first question, Marianne, is what do you love the most about being a grandparent? I guess it's the relationship that you form with these beautiful people, um, it's they're not your children, they are your grandchildren and I think that's really important. And I guess grandparenting has changed so much since um, I was a child and what I did with my grandparents, which was go to Sunday lunch with them, I think once a week, maybe once every two weeks, and that was it. Nobody picked me up after school, I didn't go over for sleepovers and it's just a totally different generation now. So what kind of things do you do as a grandparent these days? I think I'm there a lot more than I remember my grandparents being. I pick up my grandchildren after school. They come over um, in the holidays for, you know, the whole day while their parents are at work. They'll often have sleepovers as well. So it's probably more intense in that way. But then your relationship with them is much deeper as well. They talk to me about all sorts of things. I think grandparents are often a go-to person when things aren't maybe working out with their parents. I'm particularly told about that when they're teenagers, for instance, when teenagers find their own tribe. Uh, but their grandparents sort of still go along with them. 
So from that point of view, it's a relationship that almost is unbreakable. But the biggest thing of all, I think, is that you have to respect that they're not your children, they are your grandchildren, and you have to implement the same parenting style that their parents have um, and support the parents as well in what they're doing. So if the grandchild comes and says, mum and dad doing this and that's really lame, a lot, you try to give the other side of why they think they would be doing that. But for me, it's the relationship. There is no other relationship like there is with your own grandchild, not even like it is with your own child. I'm talking to Diane and she has two and a half grandchildren and she's going to let me know what is the best part of being a grandparent. I think it's just that unconditional love. It, you can't describe until you're there what this love is for this little child. It's a completely different love to your children. Yeah, it's just that the look on their faces when they see you and they say nanny and their arms go out, you'd give them the world. It's just... Yeah, it's the best feeling. That sounds wonderful. I haven't experienced it yet. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, listen, before it all started, did you put boundaries in place for yourself as a grandparent or did you just work it through as you went along with your daughter? Yeah, I didn't have anything set uh, in stone. It was basically I was guided by my daughter. So whatever she wanted to do with the children, I just took her lead and went with that. Because we were talking before about um, grandparents not doing as parents want them to do with their children when they're looking after them and what kind of right they have around that. So what what do you do with your daughter? Uh, well, let's just say, for instance, the children have had a couple of days of having some bad food. Um, if she says to me, Mum, this is what they're to eat today, uh, not, no bad treats, I go with exactly what she says. If they're not to eat a certain thing and they want it and she's not there, I don't do the wrong thing. They're given what she says. Um, If they're not to go outside because of certain issue with weather or whatever, I just follow her lead. Because they're her children, I'm just there to help her with them. That's a really wise thing, very wise to do because then you create a great relationship with your daughter as well. Yeah. So... How different is it from parenting your own children when you've got grandchildren? It's more stressful. (laughs) Um, I think the thing is when you're looking after them, you've got a heightened sense of uh, stress in one way because you don't want anything to happen to them while they're in your care. So you're a little bit more on edge making sure you follow them. I'm I'm a bit of a helicopter grandma. I'm making sure that they're okay wherever they are. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's it's more fun because you get to give them back, uh, and spoil them. But in another way, it, it's it's a little bit more stressful. Mm. That's that's really interesting. So, just a final thing: what's different about parenting these days to what it was when you were brought up? What do you feel is the biggest difference between the way you parented and the way that your daughter might be parenting? Is there any difference? They're a lot freer with their children these days. The, the kids have got a lot more free reign to run around the house and, like, you know, they jump over couches, whereas I probably would have been saying no. Um, 
We used to hand feed our children with spoons and not let them make a mess. These days they're just given, you know, whatever and use the, they're using their hands to feed themselves. There's mess everywhere. Yeah, it's, it is, it's a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. parenting, yeah. I think, mm. which I don't think is a bad thing. No. Just different. Mm. We were different. Yeah. We didn't quite like that mess quite so much no. either, I don't think. <laughs> Now, if you've got one bit of advice to give to someone who is a grandparent out there that would like to get along really well with either their daughter-in-law or their daughter or their son-in-law, what what's your recommendation? I don't think you should give advice if it's not asked for. Um, I think you, you do need to have a really good communication with them uh, to do with just everything in general, not just the children. I think you've got to build that relationship before the kids come along. Um, But basically just take the lead from the parents because at the end of the day, that's, you don't want to do the wrong thing by the children or the parents if that's how they want to bring them up. Follow the lead and um, you can't go wrong. But look, you just love those little kids and yeah, I I, I have to see them nearly every day. Otherwise, I'm I'm just not happy. That is a wise and wonderful statement. Thank you so much for your time, Dion. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's important to consider your own needs and preferences as well as those of your extended family. And it's a good idea to decide on some boundaries around your role as a grandparent. If you're in regular communication with your grandchild's parents, this will stop resentment and annoyance building up and make your grandparenting journey happy and fulfilling. So seriously, think about what kind of a grandparent you'd like to be. From the sounds of it, a grandparent who's there for their parents and the grandkids would be great. Someone who respectfully follows the parent's lead. Only giving advice if it's requested and taking no offence if it's not. Supporting and loving with as little judgment as possible. Because after all, let's face it, we're only human and we do judge. It's your time to shine as a grandparent. Go for it. I'm Kate Mason. Thank you for listening to Parenting and Personalities. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could leave a rating and a review that would help others learn about this podcast. If you're interested in discovering more about you and your family's personality types, you'll find my book, Who Is This Monster or Treasure in My House, on Booktopia or Amazon. If you have an episode idea, please send a note to thepersonalitycoach at gmail.com. Many thanks to our producers at Stories and Strategies, and we'll see you next time.